Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Cabot Cove Gazette, the world's best murder she wrote podcast. We can verify that because we took a vote. Um, this week, we're going to do something a little bit different. TJ is chasing his dreams in Scotland, and we've just finished season two. And this is actually our 50th episode. So we decided that now would be a great time to look back on two seasons of the Cabot Cove Gazette and share with you some of the funnier moments that have happened behind the scenes. We hope you'll enjoy this look at what goes on and what gets edited out, and I hope it'll give you some greater insights into how we put this podcast together and especially how much we love each other and Murder, She Wrote. We've been producing the Cabot Cove Gazette for a year now, and we've made 50 episodes. Now, if you're an avid listener, you've probably noticed moments when we goof up and correct ourselves, or crack up laughing, or bicker with each other, and you probably think we must not edit the podcast. Actually, we do edit out a lot of gaffes, but we try to leave in one per episode for the sake of authenticity, or maybe just so you can laugh at us. And sometimes we laugh at ourselves, and it can be hard to get going again, like in this example from If a Body, Meet a Body. I think more grotesque, though, are two things. One is that um, the hitchhiker dies, like, during the day, and they check into a motel, and she tells the receptionist her husband isn't feeling well there by laying the seeds that he could have, you know, plausibly died. (laughs) And they wait for... (laughs) Don't laugh at me. I'm not doing anything. Come on now. <clears throat> and they wait for nighttime, she tells us, and they drag his body. Of course, our own interruptions aren't the only thing that gets in the way of our recording sessions. Now, I have a clingy dog who always wants to sit on my lap during recordings, but he also falls asleep and he snores. And this is the ambient sound on my audio track, amplified for emphasis. Sometimes he wakes up and we have a whole new problem. And I think there's something seedy and almost Southern Gothic about (gasps) that. Jack! Cell phones can also get in the way. They can be silent for days on end and then right during a recording. And as it turns out, he's not actually native at all. Shit. Nobody ever calls me. Why would someone call me during my podcast? And for those of you wondering, yes, my ringtone is Deep Purple's Smoke on the Water. Now, once TJ and I get interrupted, we sometimes have trouble getting back on track. Shall I continue? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't be creepy at me. Huh? Don't be cr- creepy at me. Shut up. Are you ready to record our podcast now, Bridget? Um, so I think there's something almost... When TJ first approached me about doing the podcast, I was really nervous because I'd never done one before. But now I serve as our producer and editor, and sometimes I can get a little carried away in these roles. Listen to what happened when I tried to lead us in a promotional video for our special episode on Mrs. Santa Claus. Hey, TJ, guess what? What? Did you know that Angela Lansbury made a Christmas movie? 
I did because I'm the one who suggested it for this for this bonus episode. So yes, I did remember. Fine, I do it. over, do it the other way. You first. No, I mean that would be good for our you know our usual joshing each other. Fine, okay, turn over. Hey, Teach, guess what? What? Did you know that Angela Lansbury made a Christmas movie? I did because I'm the one who recalled it to you and said, hey, Bridget, did you know that Angel Lansbury was in a movie called Mrs. Santa Claus in the 90s? <laughs> well, did you know that you can watch it online? Well, that I didn't know until just recently because I figured out you can watch it through Hallmark on Amazon. Jesus Christ, you suck at this. No, we haven't watched it yet. We're telling <sighs> people to go watch it. See, this is the thing. This is what you do. Like you have an elaborate scheme in your mind, but yeah. you don't tell anyone except yourself what it is that you're it's planning. It's obvious to it. people. You just play along. You don't, you so, don't say, you don't yeah, say but like. You're not making it obvious to me. No, it's obvious par- to everyone. This is all usable content, by the way. If I had any idea what it was in any world that you were talking about, this would be very helpful. <laughs> hey, Teach, guess What? <laughs> What? Did you know that Angela Lansbury made a Christmas movie? I'm torn between saying, wow, incredulously, or just saying, actually, yes, I did know that because I'm the one who suggested we do it for this podcast. So let's watch it for an upcoming episode of the Cabot Cove Gazette. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. Are we done? I guess so. (laughs) I don't know where to go from there. Our podcast episode on Mrs. Santa Claus was a less than jolly experience, mostly because I insisted I had a vision and TJ had no idea what that vision was or how to fulfill it. Wait, say that line with me. It'll be cuter if we say it together. Okay, Okay, one, two, three. Because the the motto is... Motto is... Because the motto is... Why is it so hard for you to pick up cues? Well, for one thing, it's my, my, my audio keeps glitching, but go on. So, of course, all the kids, like, fall in love with her, and that's when she realizes that the working conditions for them are really terrible. There's no heat. There's a, a furnace or a stove, but there's no coal. Um, they work really long hours. Their fingers are frozen. And, of course, the owner of the factory, Tavish, uh, he deliberately makes the toys shoddy because the motto is, it only has to last till Christmas. I'm going to say because the motto is, and then we both say it together. Okay. Go on. So Tavish, the owner of the factory, uh, he deliberately makes the toys shoddy because his motto is, it only has to last till Christmas. It only has to last last till Christmas. Wow. Okay. I'll just edit all of that out. That didn't work the way I thought it would at all. After that, when I said I had a vision for a promo or an episode, it became a running joke between us. You might think I'd have learned my lesson, but listen to what happened when we made our retrospective on Lansbury's career. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cabot Cove Gazette, your favorite Murder, She Wrote podcast in hours two. I am your co-host, TJ West. I'm Bridget Keith. And we're coming before you today with kind of heavy hearts, I think, um, because we're doing a special memorial episode for the passing of Angela Lansbury, who, as of this recording, left us just the other day. And so we here at Cabot Cove are obviously passionate devotees and worshippers at the altar of Angela Lansbury, at least I am. Uh, Bridget may not be quite as overwrought in her description (laughs) of her commitment, 
but we felt it was only appropriate given that we love Angela, not just for her work on Murder, She Wrote, but throughout her career, to give a special episode to just sort of speaking in a more informal, emotional way than we normally do about our sort of engagement with her star text. I feel like that was way too academic. You are killing, you are, not to be vulgar, but you are busting my balls tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just say some stuff. But like, don't say star text, that's too complicated. You know, don't talk too much, just... Oh, and then say, like, she passed on October 11th, 2022. So this is Evergreen. Anything else, madam? I, I forget. I'm, I'm getting flashbacks to, I have a vision for this. <laughs> oh, God, that was so bad. Do you know that that particular episode ended up taking me, like, three hours to edit because I had a vision and we were all over the place about it. This is why, just so you know, just being transparent, I always defer to you because... It's just easier that way. <laughs> this is why I've learned not to have a vision and just roll with things as they develop. I don't believe you for a second. <laughs> like, I do not believe you for one second. That is the big... I am very good at self-delusion, but I don't believe that for a fucking second. Okay. Well, I'm exacting like Angela Lansbury. Yeah, let's go with that. Okay, go ahead. But admittedly, I'm not the best at my job. You see... Being the producer means you have to remember to press record. Fuck, Bridget, you're such a fucking idiot. Every week I screw something up technically. That's what you should have said was your least favorite part of working I don't, with me. Yeah, but I don't do uh, that's That's not my style. You know every that. single week. Every single week I screw something up. I'm pretty sure that I just failed to record those promos we made. So. Honey. <laughs> Let's go forward with recording the podcast and and um, I'll let it do its thing in the cloud and then I'll check it before we dismiss for the, yeah. before I dismiss you. Before you dismiss me. <laughs> God. I only said that on purpose just to uh-huh. piss you off, I promise. That's yeah, I know. But I mean, it, it is something you would say in, for real. No, I wouldn't. This is not, I would not have. During our recording of We're Off to Kill the Wizard, I was unexpectedly out of town using different equipment. And this is how that session began. Okay, are you ready? I think so. I'm just, oh, hold, just one. Okay, just want to make sure that, okay, it's, it's recording. Sometimes the audacity fucks up and it's like, nope, sorry, I can't record this. Okay, whenever you're ready. <coughs> Let me get all my coffee out of the way. <coughs> it's a little baby COVID, no big deal. <clears throat> All right. Okay. All right. Three. Three. Go ahead. No, do it together. It's okay. Here. Three. Three, two. Two, one. One. I already have shit happening. <laughs> what happened? I don't know. Well, we're off to a great start. <laughs> I know, and I tested this too. What is going on? You might have noticed that we try to incorporate at least one idea from film and media theory into each episode, as well as packing in TV history. And we try to avoid dumbing down ideas because we respect the intelligence of our listeners, but we try to strike a balance at being really accessible. And sometimes I have to rein in TJ when he starts to sound too smart, like in this example from Murder at the Electric Cathedral.
And I mean, but I think part of the reason that, like, what there's an interesting tension there, because I mean, Willie John, you know, and Steve Forrest deserves a lot of credit for like how he perfectly captures that sort of the mien of the televangelist. Like, if you've ever watched this particular type of televangelist, they have this kind of thin veneer of exuberance and it feels sincere, but it also feels fake. <laughs> and it's a very strange dynamic. And it's one that, I, you know, I've observed critically. And I just, I think it's really interesting the way the show so ably captures that particular attitude and demeanor. Can you say that again and just say mean? Because I think you're ta- saying the word M-I-E-N, which is just pronounced mean. Oh, yeah. Uh, just say he know. has a mean and I'll edit it in. He has a mean. <laughs> now you've completely thrown me off my game, but okay, go go on. If it sounds like we bicker a lot, that's right. TJ and I have been steadfast friends since 2015, and we're pretty much glued at the electronic hip given our physical distance. We absolutely love and respect each other. So there's a lot of bickering behind the scenes the way only people who are very close can, like Seth and Jessica. One time we quarreled about how to describe the ad interruptions to Murder, She Wrote when you stream it on Peacock. Do you ever understand that sometimes people say things because we're making a recording and it like it just flow like you don't tell everything because you have to like make it flow and like make sense in the space of the recording, right? You'd be such a bad mm. celebrity. Why are you so mean? <laughs> mean. You I'm are not very mean. mean. Why are you so like? Well, then you'd know there'd be commercials. <laughs> Except for the part where I said I was having the authentic murder she wrote experience. And because we know each other so well, we can sometimes get carried away on tangents that have absolutely nothing to do with the week's episode. Here's a time we got derailed talking about, of all things, my love life. I periodically think about that relationship and get weirded out. Is that the only man I've ever dated? I'm aware. And I'm still weirded out by the... That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. You've dated more men than I've dated women. I've dated more men than I've dated women. (laughs) And yet, I'm a lesbian. (laughs) Funny thing. Well, anyway. During the week we recorded our special episode on Death on the Nile, it was TJ who couldn't focus as he thought about his own life. So, um... Sorry. No, go ahead. I'm just gushing about my tea. I'm now completely a tea drinker. You've said this like 25 times. Like, you don't tell me things 25,000 times. Because we know each other so well, we're often in sync. Like, literally, we say the same thing at the same time, unscripted, and not part of any vision I have for that week's episode. These moments usually make the final podcast cut because, frankly, I think they're pretty cute. But there's one thing that's strictly TJ's vision, and it's become a running joke on the podcast. If you're a regular listener, you know what I'm talking about. It's his persistent use of the word grace note. Here's how we kicked off season two with Widow Weep For Me. And so I really just kind of appreciated their rapport, which wasn't as developed as as hers was with Haggerty, but I think nevertheless was a nice little grace note to the show that I almost forgot to use my catchphrase. We don't need to continue that into season two. And after the rare occasion that TJ doesn't say it, he makes a point to remind me, like in our recording of If a Body Meet a Body. And that, wasn't that a nice little grace note, which I had to take an aside and say I did not use in the last episode? I'm sure Bridget appreciated that I did not use the grace note. 
convention. I need to keep a running list because it's been like three episodes now and I don't have them written down. I know. Anymore. I was I could I could feel the urge to do it last week and I just didn't find I couldn't <laughs> find the right opportunity, so I just thought I'd take it now before I forget. But as they say, if you can't beat them, join them. So you can look forward to me saying it before TJ has the chance to in an upcoming episode. Now, TJ and I live half a continent apart. So we meet over Zoom and then individually record our own audio, which I later mix together. More often than not, one of us is a little late to the Zoom and sometimes the camera and the microphone are too much temptation. When TJ hit a technical glitch during our recording of the season one episode, Broadway Malady, I might have forgotten that we weren't doing a live broadcast. We are um, attempting to record this week's episode of the Cabot Cove Gazette, but first I forgot we were recording today. Then I had all this trouble with my microphone, getting it to connect to my computer. Now TJ has vanished and I'm trying to get him back, but eventually we'll get an episode ready for you guys. Other times, I put on a little concert while I wait. Some people would have had enough of silly love songs. What's wrong with that? I'd like to know. Because here I go again. Info TJ, this is what I do. I sing off key, but I look good too. This is what I do while I wait for TJ. I sing little songs and I talk to myself and I perform for my own camera. I don't think he has any idea that I do that. And when something goes wrong, there's always a chance that one of us will try to strike out on a solo career. And TJ has now frozen, so I can't tell what he's saying, so I could run the podcast by myself. Sometimes we dress up for our Zoom meetings, especially if we're going to record promos for our social media accounts. But TJ works from home all of the time, and I work from home some of the time, especially in the summer and the break between semesters. So we like to take advantage of the audio-only format of the podcast and sometimes get maybe a little too casual. I mean, this yep, is was... kind of a big deal because I'm not even wearing makeup. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not wearing underwear, this. so. <laughs> I mean, I am. I start, I'm not wearing pants. I'm wearing underwear. Yeah, that's fine. Another problem we have is that we never quite seem to know how to wrap up an episode. But one more thing I did want to mention as we close in on the, the finale okay. is that we have one of the very few times. No, we have lots of time because there's a bunch we have to cut. So don't feel like you have to rush. I know, but I'm also like running out of things to say. So, um. Will you stop interrupting me? (laughs) And inevitably, whenever TJ tries to wrap up, I'll always come up with a few more things I want to say. What else? I'm kind of running on empty. I think we've done a pretty good job. I mean, I made some notes about fashion, but we don't have to get into it. I feel like that was kind of a good landing place. Yeah. This was was good. I think this was the episode where I learned about duct tapes on locks as a way to keep doors open. I think as a kid, I learned that from this, but it, it might have also been from Woodward and Bernstein and all the mm. President's Men. It's one of the two. I know I know when I think about, you know, things that I think about together, it's often what she wrote and all the President's Men. <laughs> <laughs> but no matter how much we want to say, all episodes must eventually come to an end, including this one. 
We hope you enjoyed this look behind the microphone. If you've been listening to us since our first episode, we're so grateful you've stuck around. And if you're just joining us, we're glad you're here. We have a great season three lined up. I'm Bridget Keys. My co-host is TJ West, and we'll catch you next week. Our theme song is Reaching the Sky by Alexander Nakarada, used under Creative Common License. You can find us on social media. We are the Cabot Cove Gazette on Facebook and at Cove Gazette on Instagram and Twitter.